This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ninth Realm, an Age of Sigmar podcast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get all your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount every single day, even Sundays and Mondays. Even Sundays and Mondays. Yeah, even those days. Well, you, we, you call in and eventually you get it, right? Yeah, I mean, we don't, yeah. we don't discriminate against any days of the week. No, why should you? doesn't matter if it's Thor's Day or Odin's Day. You can buy... Or any other borrowed God's Day. Yes, right. Any other pagan day. You can buy your tabletop gaming goodies from us. And I think it's a good segue. Yes. Well, it's a good segue. We'll jump into a discount you could get right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. is on some of the new Karajan Overlords. Pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Uh, pre-order now is your uh, Gun Hauler and the Gunderstock Thunder, uh, Thunderers. Yeah, the Thunderers, I think, are... And uh, having not played them yet, to no. be fair... Theory they hammer, sound great. <laughs> they look ridiculous. I mean, as the rules are written at present, again, I'm assuming that you cannot stack the chemist buff on them more than once. Even just one time, they look crazy. Yeah. I mean, my armor, I have a horde army of low save models, and I'm looking at the mortars and not feeling super positive. No, there's a lot of damage coming in with those guys. Yeah, I mean, one unit of 10 with one chemist is... I mean, as far as we know, you're still going to be able to stack. As far as we know. I highly doubt... Again, I'm not working on any inside information. I just just don't think you will because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, the South Coast GT, the Heel and Hammer guys, they limited it to one on purpose in advance. And every rewrite they're doing, they're taking it down to one. You can't stack. So So I would say that it's a a safe bet to assume that you're not going to be able to stack like buffs. And... Still. If you couldn't... I mean, you could take one unit of, of 20 Thunderers, for example, with the Mortar put like three chemists on it. Now they have 80 D3 damage shots. And I'm sure I'll see that when somebody says no. And it's absurd. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously... That's not, not what they intended. That's yeah. not fun. That's not... I mean, it's bad enough with 40 shots. I mean, that would kill one of my units a turn. And I have big 20 to 30 man units. Well, so. and, and in the magazines, when I always did the battles, everybody would always ask, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? And when you hear them talk, you know why. It's because they didn't intend it to be used this way. Yep. They want to hit the table and have a good time. Even when they make an edgy list, a lot of the guys, they just don't go that far. Yeah. You know? I mean, although in the General's Handbook, they did uh, reveal to us the joy that was the Paladin bomb. Thankfully, <laughs> that is gone now. But when we were reading it, I was like, holy crap. I learned some I learned some beardy move from the rule book. I can't believe yeah. it. Just drop them this close and then have them go, what? They did yeah. do what? And then uh-huh. go smack their face off with automatic mortal wounds. Like, I'm holding a mace, and then you died. You're like, what? You didn't have to hit me with take it? Take a D3, take a D3, no hits. They and now these guys roll sixes. I'm going to top some more on that. Oh, You should have to roll to hit. It's so annoying when they're just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, although, I, to be fair, I think paladins are, are they're balanced properly. Like, for their points and everything. Like, yeah. They're very good, but they're not overwhelmingly good. It's just annoying when they automatically do mortal wounds. I, anything automatically doing something yeah. is kind of like, they did what? I, yeah. Which, there's you no know, roll. There's no... Defense? Oh. Yeah, which I use a unit that does it, to be fair, the Celestial Hurricanum. Although I've said numerous times I think it should roll to hit. Instead yeah. of just automatically doing potentially 18 mortal wounds. <laughs> I mean, the odds of actually getting 18 mortal wounds are like ridiculously low, but it's, it, there. it's, it's rolling Yahtzee. It's the, exact, it, it's the equivalent of rolling Yahtzee. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's six I like swinging things like that, as long as there's a little more mechanics in the way. Because like, um, when I use the mage from the iron jaws because i always call this wiggly stick of doom because it's d3 hits and if they hit they can do a d3 each so i've literally pummeled somebody with nine wounds at the end of it but it's two dice rolls and you have to hit and they have to fail their yeah. save but it was still kind of funny it's like i'll go over it sometimes and he does nothing and other times walks over and just thumps somebody to the ground doing six points of damage You're like huh, ha, ha, ha. Well, i meant to do that you know <laughs> another one of my favorite uh, uh tricks or, or uh, artifacts is the um, the bone splitters? They have that mask where they stare at you, and you keep going until you or they die. Because <laughs> you could you do a mortal wound because you like do like the gaze of Mork and or Gork and or Gork. But then you could keep doing it. But once you keep doing it, you get locked in, and you go until your target dies or you explode. 
That seems fair. That's fun, though, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, not if, you know, you've got Archeon and you get blasted by some some uh, witch doctor staring at you. But it is... It's uh, a thing. It's a little bit more enjoyable, I think, than just like, oh, you die. So, at any rate, uh, we do have the Thunderers and the Gun Hauler. It's the little tiny airship. Um, yeah, and we're at 15% off. You're at 15% off. No, no, still, still at... Still This is... This will be the last time. So get it. If you want them, do it now. This will be the last time that we can do this. And the reason why is Games Workshop is... It's going to the modern era. Yeah, they are. They've, they've ushered in the, new, the modern era, which we're very stoked about. Yeah. Um, we will have Games Workshop product up for sale in our web cart starting May 3rd. And at that point in time, as a part of this deal, you can only have an advertised price 15% off. Yeah. Uh, we will roll out along with that some other incentives. We're going to be doing free shipping at $99 and up for your orders. So, Which is not hard. No. Even no, at 50% off. Not in this hobby. <laughs> well, not just in this hobby, but I mean, if it's all 15% off when you're ready to buy, do it all at once. That's yeah. the way I usually do it. I save up, save up, save up, or sell off old models, let that build up in my PayPal, and I go, nope, that's what I want. Because the last thing you want to do when you're building your army is, oh, I've got the energy. I put these guys together. Now let me grab the next box. Oh, that's right. If I get them all, then I know where I'm going. Yes, and it, it makes it easy to do that. Uh, and our shipping, our flat rate shipping is normally $6.99. So what this means is that uh, if you were to buy $100 worth of stuff, you pay $85 for it at uh, 15% off. But then with that $6.99 free shipping, what you are saving compared to what you would have purchased would be about 22% off. Yeah. So you're, it's actually more of a savings that we normally offer at 20% off when you look at it from that perspective. So take advantage of that. Uh, take advantage of the current savings right now, which oh, is yeah. the 25% off during the pre-order period, which is between now and uh, when the models are released, which will be the following Friday uh, up until May 3rd. So really May 1st, we're going to cut this off. So you, know, you have only four or five days to take advantage of this, but we also have another sale. We're clearing out some uh, inventory that we've been sitting on. So uh, make sure to check into frontlinegaming.org on Thursday. Uh, which when you're hearing this is probably today. Yeah, it'll um, be the day you're hearing it. Yep, and we will have a special uh, 30% off clearance sale on some inventory we've been sitting on, and we want to liquidate it while we still can do that with an advertised below 15% discount. So this is a great time to take advantage of some really awesome savings. We have a ton of inventory that we are going to liquidate in the sale. It's first come, first served. We will not be getting more of it, obviously. Okay. Uh, so w when you see this uh, go up, it'll go out in the newsletter. Make sure to sign up for the newsletter. If you have not, uh, it's going to be first come, first serve. So you can respond via email. You're better off calling and grabbing something that you like because in some instances, we only have one of a particular item. Ah. Okay. So make sure to take advantage of that liquidation sale while supplies last. Uh, and, I can't turn away a deal if I'm looking for it. Yeah. Well, you know what, Scott? you will be able to take advantage of that deal. All right. Uh, also, make sure to sign up for our newsletter. We do. We are running through the beginning of May. We are giving away a copy of Shadow War Armageddon, a fully painted Glotkin, which is absolutely gorgeous. It has one of my free people's dead on the base. Yeah, they did a great uh, bit of that. You guys uh, have the painter. Video. The painters did their own video. Yeah. They're going to do a stream soon. That was really great. They showed the models, and, and I even put in there, it's like they look way better in person. I mean, they look great on the stream that you guys put it on, but just holding the models themselves, seeing them put those guys together. I walked in as they're doing each little yellow helmet. So yeah. Of course, I got to pick up a few of the finished ones and just look at it really carefully, put it down very carefully because I'd hate to have to pay for it after yeah. I did all that. The models but, uh, are gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was cool. I'm looking forward to that stream coming. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to give that away. Plus, we've got three different boxes of uh, Stormcast Eternal Vanguard that we will be giving away as well, yep. all as a part of this. All you have to do to be entered is sign up for the newsletter. If you already have, you're already entered. And then on May 2nd, we will announce the winners, of course, in the newsletter. And so, it won't tell me where the, the bowl is they're putting these names. Otherwise, I'm yeah. going to change them all. Well, unless you have right. a D20,000, it's going to be very difficult to determine who the winner is. I will find a way. Yeah. The mailing oh. list The mailing <laughs> list is pretty big, but we are, we are always looking for more people to, to join in. And our mailing list, we send out one to two a week. And it just keeps you up to date on what's going on with Frontline Gaming, sales that we're having, events that are events coming up. Events we're doing. Yeah. yeah, you guys are doing it. It's... it's really great actually. you can say we we i, I keep not wanting to say we because even though you said i'm i'm here as a co-host i i always feel like them this guest at any moment the chair could be pulled out from under no me. yeah right you're you're, you're, <laughs> you're an ingrained part of it 
He, you stole Mari on his chair because she oh, hasn't. Why did you want to do that? Now I have to go because I enjoyed <laughs> listening to her in the early shows. She hasn't played Age of Sigmar in a while. She's been pretty busy. So, But it, it has that perspective of somebody new, somebody who hasn't played. It was it was kind of a neat angle. And you know what? Angle. Let's be real. It was nice to have a girl that was enthused about miniatures gaming no too. No joke. It's just, it's nice to have some variety, right? Yeah. And what is usually an old boys club. So that was nice. I'm sure we'll have her back. We'll, we'll do a cameo. We'll have a, a guest. Okay parents when she when she finishes painting some of her uh, seraphon but uh yeah make sure to uh take advantage of those a lot going on here because we're coming through a transition phase and we want to make sure that we take advantage of uh being able to sell stuff at a really good discount for our customers while we still can but after that it's gonna be pretty awesome uh in regards to having things in a web cart oh it'll be great yeah I, it makes I'm it so, so looking much forward easier. to poking through oh that way gosh. you know because i would send an email and i'd wait even though I could drive down and talk to you guys. Yeah. I'd send an email and I'd wait. And then I get back, yes, we'll have these. And then maybe they'll show up. Then eventually they're here. I mean, I don't mind waiting because half the fun of anything is waiting for it, like Christmas. Yeah. But just on the cart, it'll make it so much better. It was an archaic way of doing things. And it was because it was an old it was an old policy GW had from the 90s when uh, what online sales first kind of came became a thing right and it really scared them to see like the the discounts that were coming and they were afraid it was going to undermine their retail the brick and chains and the... yeah and it, it's it's we've all seen that it has not has it taken some business away from brick and mortar perhaps yeah but they're all still in business and i think everyone's kind of come to realize that to survive as a retailer in the modern era you have to do both online and in store there are definitely exceptions to that. I know some game stores that are strictly just in-store that are doing great, and that's yeah. amazing. But I really think that you hedge your bets if you do both. And that's what most retailers are doing these days. Well, and when I personally as a buyer, when I find that deal online, I'm like, well, now I need to add to this. So I go to the store, and I start picking through things because you get that immediate connection. And right. So you can kind of dream your list and, and all that. I mean, all of us do that. We'll theory hammer, and then I'll do it, and I'll end up seeing a deal somewhere, and I'll end up buying that part of it. And then as it's before it shows up, I end up going to the brick and mortars locally and just, what else do they have that I can add to this? What else, what else on my, my little theory list is, is gone? Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of the fun of going into the store too, is talking to people. If there's yeah. a knowledgeable staff, like here, we just had some people, uh, quite a few people come in the shop today that were asking for Age of Sigmar tips. Like, oh, what's good? Really? What, like, what, what should, uh, what's the next unit I should buy? And then our staff, everyone see, plays. I, so I think that easy. should be a future topic is kind of how to pick your army. Yeah. It's your play style. Because we did one on how to build a tournament army which I'm sure mine was terrible. Never use mine. When you watch that episode, ignore everything I say, build something totally different, and you'll be aces. Do, do the opposite. Yes. Every time. Yeah. Well, Age of Sigmar is pretty easy to build a good list once you get yeah. the basics of the game down. Uh, it's not mega complicated, well, but there's and, still some nuance And to you it. can still build the list to your ta tailored feeling, hit a table, and still feel like you're doing well. Yes. Which is nice. Yeah. I mean, it's... Cannot wait for that to come to 40K. Oh, well, obviously, obviously we know it's, it's happening. Well, a, a hint of it's coming. I, yeah. I can't wait to get those rules in my hand and really, what in my collection can I put on the table? Is it going to be like Sigmar where even when I slap stuff on the table, I'm in the game. I can play the whole time. There are a few tournaments I've gone to where I put down my generic old list type space ring where I take something from everything. And by turn two, there's like three models on the table hiding behind a building. I mean, what happened to us, you know? Yeah, 7th edition 40K is pretty crazy. The power level is gone to like... Which if you write for it and plan for it, you're fine. A lot of guys have a good time with it. I just, I haven't been unless it's just games for fun, which I'll do anytime. I think 7th edition gives you a tremendous freedom to build a list that reflects your what you want your army to be and what the fluff tells you an army is. But the power level has gone to like outer space yeah because we were just joking not what three four years ago the height of absurd power in 40k was a sifleman dreadnought that had could you believe it four twin link strength eight shots AP4. four twin link eight shots yes, that's yes. a joke there you now. go yeah that exact same unit now would be laughably bad yeah because there's things that do absurd levels of of damage output or they're invincible so I think a lot of people are ready for a change. Obviously, yeah. obviously we've been a part of it. They, uh, GW um, on their live Q and A mentioned Frankie and I by name. So yeah, um, I, I was sitting there going, "Oh, I wonder if." And then they said, "You're right." Well, I don't have to wonder now. Yeah. It took me two seconds to answer that question. Yeah, and uh, we can't. I we can't talk about any right. details yet. I'm sure we will be able to. But anyone I asked, I drilled with his computer. He just gave me a dirty look. I've been getting which he should have. The instant they said that, my phone was all burp, 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 choo, 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 <laughs> email Facebook, and I'm like, "You guys, I can't. I can't yeah. say anything." Well, because you. Know? you, you 
one, you want to stay in that that connection, yeah. and two, I mean, well, they'll tell us soon enough. First and foremost, we gave our word that we would not. Right. Well, it's part of contract. Right. Well, I mean, just as an ethical. Right. If I tell a friend I'm not going to say something, I'm not going to. Right. But then we did, of course, sign right. paperwork Here's stipulating work on that. that. And we wouldn't want to fall out of their good graces. There's absolutely no reason for us to no. say anything. I don't care how. And good we're all going to find out soon enough. Yes. It's not as if it's going to be the next two years. We're going to wonder. No. We're, we're going to know yeah. before summer, the middle of summer hits, I'm sure. And I think this is a good segue. We were talking off camera. We were discussing uh, the difference between the way that they're transitioning from current, oh, yeah, yeah. From current 40K and the new, uh, new Hammer is what they're calling it right now, uh, from 8th edition Fantasy into Age of Sigmar. Age of Sigmar which... How it was such an abrupt bucket of ice water in the face. Yeah, because all of us were wondering, well, what's coming? What's going to be in ninth? And, you know, there were like some pictures of things on round bases. Are they going to switch over to round bases? No, maybe not because we have units and they go in blocks. And that it was there was some wild speculation about where things might go. And then all of a sudden, okay, all your army books are useless. Here's all the rules. Here's your four pages. There are no points. Go have fun. And even those of us who love doing just putting models on the table to play like me, it was it was it was like a month of just what? I Huh? Yeah. When that when it, that dropped, I was like. I was like, this is the worst game I've ever seen in my life. I have yeah. no idea. Well, and what, it was push to the was... middle and fight. Even those of us who had armies we played, tried to play, it was push to the middle and fight. Well, maybe we'd do some scenarios and then try to balance it out. And what really we all should have done is what GAW kept telling us to do is just put the models on the table, have a good time, play some of our scenarios. We're going to get to you. It's just which it, they did. It needed more preamble and explanation, which like, right. now, like now clearly... Well, they learned the, their lesson. Had the preamble been a year from first release, we're going to give you points. Just put some things on the table and have a good time. It's going to come. Just relax. Get used to the rules. Don't worry about it. And we that would have been a lot of weight off of everybody's shoulders of playing the game. They could have decided if they wanted to keep in or not. But a lot of people, yeah. it was it, well, it was, was a it was also it, well, it was also insult to injury when you have rules that's like if your mustache is longer than your opponent's, if you jump on the table and sing like a madman. Right. You get a bonus, like to somebody who just had like their their hobby, which for a lot of us, uh, the hobby is what you get for yourself outside of family right. and career, your and job, it, your family, everything yeah. else. You're painting these little guys. You're getting ready to go play on Saturdays because that's what you do to unwind, and your game just kind of melted in front of you. That's that's tough to take. It's a, it feels like a slap in the face, and so I think that it, it definitely appears that the lesson has been learned. Yeah, because I mean. They're giving us some hints. They let us know where they're going for 40K. They've talked to people in the community about it. So a lot of the podcasts are putting out little hints of this is this is coming. It's going to be great. Here's a little tidbit I can drop for you and I'm done. But it's better than we had for fantasy, which literally it was. It rolled out. And there are a lot of guys tell stories about sitting in a store and people read the rules and didn't know what to do. Yeah. They're just lost. It was That was a good example of how not to uh, launch a new game. <laughs> And I think that they... Well, they wanted to make a clean break. I, I really feel part of that was they wanted people to understand, yeah, there are points, yeah, there's competitions, but there's other ways to play this game that we feel are getting lost. And when you read a lot of their articles, they there are people who felt that way, that you're, you're, not, you're not embracing the full effect this game can have. You're playing it one way, and there's really other ways to do this. Yeah, I don't they, know if that was the best way to shock yeah, us into it, but that's, that's what it was, shocking us into, look, guys, you can just put them on the table and play. You really can't. Yeah, but it's like, that's not, I mean, you, you should never force it. Now they're like, here's three ways to play. And that's infinitely more. Oh, way better. Way better. Because it's like, it doesn't matter. As long as people are playing, that's what matters. Some people love the math. Some people don't. And that's fine. Yeah. So it's like, present all the different options. Well, validate them all. With um, Coalescence, which will be on June 10th, a lot of stores are doing a narrative thing. And GW picked that up. They actually talked to some of the people involved. They're supporting it. Because this is what they want to see. Well, if you want to see it, you need to build a format for that to happen. Not just do it in your store. Because a lot of the ones I ran originally, I was stealing from Warhammer World because they were running these kind of events. And what I played on my tables at, at our game stores. And they should have really come out with that in a formal fashion. Because they had said, here, here's the three ways to play. We're going to give you points in six months or so. But here's ways to just put things out and, and play some games. I think a lot less of this hard, the hard feelings that happened would have happen which just feels like what they're doing here with 40k yeah i agree they're gonna do a slow rollout they're gonna let us know there's some ways to do it hopefully they give us some real structure to narrative play so that people can run a narrative event people can get together and do these things a little easier 
But isn't that contrary to what a narrative event is? Yeah. Or isn't it supposed to be an expression of creativity? Well, you put walls up. Um, uh, the one guy, uh, the one thing we're going to talk about later is uh, gate, Gateway. Gate, the Gateway Gamers? Gate, no, or no. the no. Beltway? No, 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 no. I know and it was about. odd, too, because... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Boss Haas and the um, his uh, event, he's running at uh, Gateway Con, Gateway, the Gateway Open, whatever. Um, he put out this whole thing, um, look up his podcast, and there's a link to it, uh, Guy Ran. It was really great. It was just a whole little narrative thing, pick some factions, fight over this little town in Guy Ran, and come up with your own little stories and plots of what, what you're going to do. So it is a little more open and creative, but you have to have something to bolt that to if you're going to get people together at a table. I mean, you and I can one-on-one say, okay, my free people should protect this town and this is what's happening. What are your guys doing? Oh, I'm here to go ahead and burn it to the ground. And we play a, a battle. But if you say, okay, here's the town you can play. Some of the people who are part of the town. You can play a death faction that's outside of the people who feel dispossessed for when this town was founded by the Stormcast and reforged in what it is now. And then you've got the greenskins coming to go ahead and knock it down because that's what they do and they're being called by this thing and they, all these things are actually pulling from his his particular narrative so you need kind of that thing to glom to then you can write your own story to go with it yeah i've always found it's hard to write a narrative when you're involving more than two factions or three at the most but um yeah. that's a lot of fun and so uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about some of the upcoming events but uh, what about uh, walk about the realms uh, love that flute yeah power flute so what uh, what have you gotten done hobby-wise in oh, the uh, last week? The last two weeks, the last week or two, I, I finished one Blood Warrior. <laughs> I've got my one Celestin. I think I was mostly... I did do some that that, that unit I said was awful, the Spite Revenants. I made some, but painted them up because they're awful. Actually, I just, I'm just admired with the idea of Haunted Woods, and I just get a kit to see how they paint. And nice. I, I really like the way the new kits work. Uh, watch this one video where a guy had them basically separate separated the body part from the tree part so you do the tree part in dark and then the body part in white and light and that's, do your shadowing that's the so, way my revenants have been painted yeah so you can when you put them back together you're not painting white over black or black over white you've, you've separated them you can glue them back together and i think they came out pretty nice they're not too bad no they look good um and then um i'm still working on the idea for that storm cast doing the anvils of ha uh, heldenhammer which i know everybody says terrible doesn't matter i want to try and put it together anyway i just like the story and and they're painted in black, and I have a black um, metallic. So I painted them in that and then highlighted it with um, lead belcher. Nice. And did my uh, Lord Relictor. And, of course, uh, there's a tournament coming up this weekend, and so I did terrain. And I've done some other terrain, and I painted some terrain. I know that. <laughs> I know that struggle all too well. I think the, uh, the Heel and Hammer guys have that right. When they, your, your buy-in is bringing five pieces of terrain and your army, that just sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, you know, as a tournament organizer, I'm like, God, that'd be nice. But then it's like, you're going to have no consistency in your tournament. Yeah. You know, I thought it's about like someone could bring something to the, that to them is really good and that it's objectively not. And it, it's like, I thought about that. I was like, God, that's nice. You don't have to like buy, build, and store all the terrain, but it's just you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, well, I've thought about maybe doing where you just say, I'm going to charge you five extra bucks for the tournament. And if you show up with a table... Send me a picture of it. Show me that table. I'm going to give you your five bucks back. We've tried that. We've had past. a couple of guys who had set, brought beautiful tables. Excellent stuff. I had not anybody bring anything bad yet. But I'm sure if it was just blanket, bring stuff. I'm going to end up with yeah. somebody who has cardboard boxes with some paint on them. And We, we tried that at the BAO uh, two or three. And we had like five tables come in, two of which were absolutely stellar. Three of which were, I would not have accepted it, right? Like... <laughs> Not very good. So that's what you get when you get that. But then it does save the TO a ton of time and effort. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it just sounds really good because I, I helped you guys with the, the LVO terrain. And I was just building and building and building. And then I came back and you guys had an assembly line to paint them all. Thank yeah. God I didn't have to paint them. I, said, I built them all together, put them in. And the studio was working on almost like a, a factory line. Just yeah, getting them done. <laughs> It is a challenge. And for the SoCal Open, we're going to be facing the same challenge. And so we want to... We'll get started today. If anybody wants to help, please do. We've got a bunch of people that are going to be helping. Uh, but for me, I actually got a lot done this past weekend, uh, thanks to some of the guys from the FLG Paint Studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Army. I hadn't gotten to see it yet. Yeah, Larry and Pascal. Uh, I got 30 crossbowmen, 20 swordsmen, and my general 
all painted to a tournament standard. They're not done done to my standard. Yeah. But they're they're way more than three colors. They've got shading, highlighting, um, and I, they will be based. I'm in the process of basing them. So 51, 51 guys. models in two days. That's I feel pretty good about there that. There you go. So my army is going to look, uh, again, it's not going to be done, but it'll be better than a tournament standard. You would say tabletop. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's definitely. Like when I went to Adepticon, uh, a lot, most people didn't notice it. Most of my models weren't done. Yeah, and that's that's a discussion several um, other podcasts have had, and we've talked about back and forth about you say three colors, you say tabletop, but I notice a lot of the packs now are saying tabletop. They're not saying three yeah, colors. but how do you define that? Like, what does that mean? Eh. Three colors and based. I feel like that looks pretty much done. I but guess someone does three dots you of paint. Have, you and I have been like, in enough tournaments where, and I had a guy buy an army where they did this. They laid out all their works. They painted them all black with a can, you could tell them, and they literally went over each face with a swash of green. They didn't paint the face, they just swashed it green, met weapons or metal color, I'm done, that's three. And technically that's correct. Is that fun to play against? No, it's not. No, I do understand. I mean, that's not what we mean by three colors. When we say yeah. three colors, we mean painted on to a bare minimum, which is, is not as hard as some people make it out to be, especially in the days of airbrush. You have a buddy with an airbrush, you can do the base color, you do one, you know, the pants, a certain other color, even if they're in two parts, you can literally spray one and spray the other, glue them together, do a minimal of edging, even a dry brush and just stick a weapon on them. And that's way better. Yeah. But I agree. There's a one cheeky guy who's going to do it. And I think the reason they're switching to it is especially a couple of the uh, tournaments in England, they've talked about how a couple of guys, literally they brought in models, they dipped, shook off and did a weapon. And they're like, well, I finished this whole thing in like two days. And like, yeah, I don't doubt it. You know, yeah, and it's but it's like it is it, hard. It is hard the, the to judge. The higher you make the standard, the lower the, your the, attendance. The lower is. attendance. So it's I get that you you have to f strike a happy medium. A happy medium, right? Like if you if it, everything must be beautiful, then you're going to have twenty oh, yeah. people. Well, that, that's not lucky. what we want. No, no, so I want I want events pushing the envelope every time. I'm having to turn people away. Yep. I don't want to turn people away, but having to turn people away because we've hit our ceiling every time, and finding that right balance. Yeah, like you're also going to drive people away if we just say bring whatever. Yeah, gonna, oh, no, you, you don't want, have guys show up. Go, I don't. I don't show up to play against Gray. You, you, you don't want Blair yeah. bare plastic, but at the same time, you don't want someone who has like two models that aren't finished to not show up. Right. It's just you know what I mean, and they will. People do all the time. They write me like, "Oh, I don't think I'm going to come because I didn't finish my my land raider." You're like, "Dude, don't worry about it. Yeah, just, just, come. just bring just it. Come in. and have fun. These rules are not aimed at you. Hit it with a rattle can." Dry brush something yeah. on it, put it on the table. Nobody's going to say anything when the rest of your army is, is out. tabletop plus, so yeah. to speak. Tabletop and better. And you have this one guy. It's like, yeah. okay. Good to go. Uh, what about the rumor mill? We've got a new photo from Games Workshop. That is clearly Eldar to me. To me <laughs> because you see the Eldar well, rune. And what's that? That looks more Towie, doesn't it? I don't know. That, and it's like a base of a tooth there or something. That that rune is Eldar rune. Yeah. What, oh, million yeah. percent. But you know what? I don't know. And those are definitely says. some hoses and you know, this, this is looking 40K. Yeah. Right? <sighs> will well, be a dry spell for my game. That's we'll okay. There has we'll, to be a dry spell every once in a while. We'll have to wait and see. And then we've got a War Scroll review. And we're looking at an assassin. Now is this... Which uh, assassin is this? Is this uh, a... the elf assassin that's like in his faction with own two guys? Oh, yes, the assassin. But faction. the way it's worded, I thought was hilarious when I read this. So he can hide in a unit, but it doesn't specify an elven unit, a unit with his own key name. So long as your an order, unit? as long as it's order. Oh, yes. Well, that's one of your units. Okay. But, so right. anywhere in order. So you could have your Lord Celestin with like two of these hiding under his cloak, I guess. And he goes, ha ha, and two assassins come out and stab you. That was hilarious. <laughs> That whole idea. Not bad. So he, you can set him up inside of a unit. You can't see him or target him. And then you, in, a, in your hero phase, I would assume, yeah. pops out. So uh, that's cool. But his stats are not very no. good. No. Well, he's not there to, to last long. He's there to jump out, do a six attacks, hit on three, wound on three. We're if it's a hero, no he gets rend. to poison it and do a D3 damage. So that's not bad. If, if your hero is a four plus or worse save, you're going to do a lot of damage. You might kill him. But, I mean, since it's order, as long as you don't mind stepping out of your, your mini faction of Stormcast Eternals or Sylvaneth or whatever else, this guy jumps out of your hero, or two of them jump out of your hero, stabs somebody, takes some wounds off of the uh, opposing hero, and then he comes in and clubs them down. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it's an honorable fight. Stab him first. Let me get him. <laughs> uh, six inch move, five wounds, five up, save. 
Yeah. Six yeah. attacks, hitting on three, wounding on a three, rend Taking two. a hero slot. This is not, this guy's not good. No. This is a big two thumbs down. But he was randomly chosen? Yeah. Well, uh, I just found it amusing that he didn't have some keyword where you could only use him in a certain group. You could literally, as long as it's order, your slon could have one of these guys hiding behind his chair. He jumps out and stabs him. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But no, it's it's certainly nothing to write home right, about. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop. This is we're gonna this is the knowledge train is leaving the station. So keeping it elf, elf, elf. So you take wanderers, which used to be known as wood elves. Yeah. Take some warhawk riders. All right. You cast the spell from the Shadow Blade, which is the War Dancer character. It doubles your movement. Doubles your movement. So they go up to like a 32-inch move. Okay. Right? You move them 30, and they fly. Right? So you go 32 inches across the table, and then you have five of these jump out into the backfield, kill all their war machines and shooting units. And your one other hero who's left is at the back there because yeah. you only have six. Yeah. Hide behind the lines going, hey, what's yeah. going on? No, dude, dude, that's the Shadow Dancer. That's the, oh, there yeah. you go. So then, and then the Warhawk Riders, who are pretty good themselves, uh, they also cause disruption and do damage in the backfield. <laughs> so I think that's the best way you can But I, I'm with you, thumbs yeah. down. It's just, I mean, and it's it's an okay model too. It's not even, in my mind, it's not, not a great model. So the, the new poses, the new stances, all the, the current range are just so... I dynamic it. and great. I, I don't... Eh. I like the model quite a bit. Yeah. So then, um, what else we got going on in <laughs> the realms? Uh, we do also want to mention that the SoCal Open registration opens on May 1st. May 1st. That's a big one. It's going to sell out very quickly, we imagine. And the event itself is October 21st and 22nd in Del Mar, California. We have a ton of room. We've been adding events like crazy. Yeah, it's in Bing Crosby Hall, right? Yep. The big Bing Crosby Hall. Um, usually food trucks are there for food, so it'll be places because you'd have to drive totally out of the area. There, there, there should be a ton of food there because uh, there's, there's other events else. going yeah, okay. on at the same time. There um, usually is. I've been to events there, and the the food either food trucks will line up or the concessions open. Somebody's there, so so that's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to mark your calendar May first for registration. Tickets will go quickly. Uh, currently, we have Warm of forty thousand. We have thirty uh, k. Um, Bama is going to be running that. Oh, uh, cool. we have, yeah, Age of Sigmar. We have uh, Drop Fleet, Drop Zone Commander. We have Blood and Plunder, a pirate game. Bolt Action, uh, Infinity, War Machine, Hordes. We have a ton of stuff going on. And we're adding more. We, we're going to have Shadow War Armageddon demos. And uh, games are going to be going on. So it's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to turn into it's a huge. huge. This is going to turn it's into huge. a huge event. Well, how can it not? I mean, who wouldn't want to come to San Diego in October? Which is gorgeous. I mean, that's an easy sell to any family. We're going to go to San Diego when it's getting cold and dreary here. You guys can hang out and play all weekend in any part of San Diego you want. Go to the zoo, go to SeaWorld, check out any of the numerous hotspots of the city, yes. tourist attractions. And I'm going to play some games, and then the week before or the week after, I'm going to go do these things with you. Yep. I mean, that, that seems like a win-win. Really yeah, does. it's going to be a lot of fun. So we can't wait to see you all there. Make sure to mark your calendars May 1st. Tickets go on sale, and it is going to be a blast. All right, so we had some questions come in to the show uh, asking about some rules questions. Yeah. And uh, do you want to go ahead and take it on the first one? Yeah, so this is from somebody, and please, if you have questions, send them in. This, this one gives me something to talk about, so I know what I'm doing up here. But uh, they'd like to know about the ruling on Slitadel Woods as far as movement. Um, I guess they have somebody who's putting out Sylvaneth Woods and the Beast Claw player, and can they go through the woods? Officially you can't move the woods and a lot of the tournaments you, you mean you can't move the trees the trees in the woods the base, you're right you're right they are which, considered impassable terrain that is so weird because it's as a long time 40k player you always move the trees to move your tank like yeah i'm gonna yeah. go through this just move the trees get out of the way like it's assumed you can knock over a tree with an antibantium right tank. well they don't assume that here you have to go around them that's their ruling, and a lot of the tournaments... So you could summon some trees around a big mo base model, and you can't move. True. That's really... Not, I definitely do I, not agree with that. I, I'm not arguing for or against. I'm just saying yeah. what's what's out there. Because Sylvanas um, can bring tons of trees on the table in one turn. Yeah, a lot of the tournaments are in England and here are basically saying, you can put down the woods. You can move the trees out of the way because those branches stick everywhere. They're a mess. But those holes are considered impassable terrain. You cannot go through them, which right. means your Alarial cannot go into the woods. The queen of the forest can't go, into, go the into the forest. Well, but all the tree movements with three within three inches. So she put her toe into the woods and moved somewhere else. 
it's just same thing with your dearthus and everything else. Why, like what? Like let us know what you guys think. Like why could you not move the trees and treat the the terrain as abstract? That is very odd because you can literally block somebody into their deployment zone. Yeah. Well, and a lot of this is not treated abstract is treated as a certain version of abstract because we're used to like in a lot of old fantasy rules or 40k rules where you're shooting through one unit you're taking minuses for that now it's, it's just line of sight if you can see it you can hit it if there's room for well if you're using base to base if your base will go through you can charge the model into that space um or if you're using the original rules if the model itself would fit through they can go through and charge another unit so there's a lot of blocking things shenanigans you could pull but I'm yeah. uh, I have I have mixed feelings on that. But I, I do have um there's a Tyler has been uh I don't know Tyler Emerson has uh, been doing this whole series on Sylvaneth and his article actually quotes Stonehorns and Woods and how the, they affect each other, how to use them as a blocking strategy to funnel them where you want them to go. Since uh, with Sylvaneth your army's kind of soft when it takes damage, so you want to take the damage where you want it to be. Funnel them towards your monsters. Funnel them towards creatures that can take the damage and stand there. So he kind of talks about some strategy and points out these are blockades. You cannot move around the woods. You have to go, or you can't move through the woods. You have to move around those trees and places yeah. and stuff. I mean, it's just movement. Any any ability that affects movement tends to be like hyper powerful. Yeah, and uh, I definitely question the wisdom of making it so that you can block another guy's movement. Like. A, you have a beast squad raider army, and then they can't. You can take two, three turns away from them; they're screwed. Yeah, well, in, in one of the dice hammer tournaments, I have a big idol of Gork, and my opponent lined up some trees. So you have to put them in clumps. So we put two lengthwise because the third one can't go here. He had to put it so it's connected all three. And my beastie was here, and he put another one over there. So I literally had to move my army out of the way and get him around everything to actually attack his army because he kept everything just far enough back. Yeah. And in the first round, it was an accident. I'm moving in and go, well, I can't fit my base there, so he can't, he can't actually get to that, that tree guy there. That tree lord's safe. Wait, that, that's the way it works? Yeah, that's, that's the way it works. And I had to run myself all the way around to get him into the fight. And by the time he got you, there, you he can, was shot to pieces. You and, can take him out of the game for an, enough time that they'd have no impact on the game with yeah. something that's free. Yeah. Like, oh, trees, your 400-point model will not participate now. Well, and, and for that greenskin army, that, that idol is the the, the thing that breaks everything yeah the uh, the boys yeah. are just there to tie stuff up and hold ground so i mean you know let us know what you guys think in the comment section i i think that's a little too much personally especially if you're, you uh, your monsters tend not to be very good anyway i mean stonehorns yeah. stonehorns aside um that's just one more nail in the coffin in my opinion um I don't I don't agree with that necessarily off the cuff. I I would like to hear what, what other people's perspectives are. Yeah, well, and a lot of the monsters also fly, so you could just ignore it by going all over the woods. Flying but. flying monsters one hundred percent could, but there's a lot of ways to stop flying speed, especially with uh, the um, courage and overlords. You can have the movement of flying creatures. Now they wouldn't have the distance to clear the forest. Yeah. So now, I just that that's a bit much for me. Like in uh, War Machine. Um, I had a character that had a feat that would make a six inch wide, one inch deep, uh, impassable wall appear. And that was like devastatingly powerful. Yeah. Well, and anything it, that blockades things like the, the new spell that actually moves building or new uh, psychic power that moved buildings. Oh, in 40K? It was just like... That's absurd. I, I can arrange the street so I just have a whole blockade that you have to crawl through? Oh, yeah. you know? Well, they, almost every tournament instantaneously yeah. banned that power. Looked at that and said, oh, that's so fluffy and neat. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway, enough about that. Uh, definitely let us know your thoughts, how you feel about uh, invincible trees of indestructible non-movement. Indestructible non-movement. Because you, you got to imagine a dragon could knock over a tree. I, the idol should be able to pick it up and use it as a club. I mean, he's big <laughs> yeah, enough, literally. Right? If you put it in his hand, it wouldn't look out of place as his club. He could punch through another monster made of steel and rock, but a tree? No, <sighs> sir. Tree's no, too tough, Too man. strong. A tough tree. Too strong. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, that's, that is extraordinarily powerful. Uh, what else do we have going on, buddy? All right, so we get sent. Um, so for the Battleshock Bash is at the uh, Gateway Open. That's in St. Louis. Nice. Um, June 23rd to the 25th. The uh, 23rd, he's running a narrative. I listened to his podcast, and he's 
been jazzed about the fact that they asked him to do this. Kind of as excited as I was when they called me and do you want to do this at Broadside? And I'm like, wait, Broadside? That's like a thing. You guys have been doing this a while. You want me in there? I, I you know, I'm still worried and I'm moments away from getting that done. But uh, he's doing a narrative that night and then the next two days will be a grand tournament. Uh, and he's got up his, his uh, missions rules there on the pack. Um, it's going to be great. It's in the Midwest, the more Southern part. They're looking to get everything built up. They also have NashCon going on. I don't remember the weekend. I'm sorry. It wasn't in my notes for this show. But NashCon is going to happen. And if you guys, you know, you need to, to send information out to people. If it's, if it's ITC, we can definitely put it on the listings. Um, and it's just a way to score it, send it in. You can do the score anyway. I was looking, is the um, Best Coast Parents, do they have it up yet for the sports and paint? Uh, for Hobby Track, um, I believe that that is good to go, yes. Okay. But uh, take a look. I know that they had it in beta during Adepticon, and I believe that it is good to go at but this it, point. Having talked to them, if you want to do it in pencil and paper and just send them, these are the winners. This is the size of the event. They'll take it that way. So well, if you the, want to still score it with all your sports and stuff and toss all that in. There's a generic uh, there's a generic form of Best Coast Pairings where you just enter scores. Yeah. So you could use that if you want. Like you just run your event using that format. Yeah. And throw in, throw in the scores that way and rank everybody and they'll still score it. And, and if nobody in the area cares to follow themselves, that's just a way to, one, the app is way easy to use. Oh my goodness. I, will, I did pencil, uh, a few pencil and paper ones oh yeah, don't. way back when, and that just took forever. And I was an assistant and it took us forever as an assistant for like 20 people. It was a mess. No, it's, and you it's, get past 20, forget it. It's You're reams. silly. We, we, we've run so many events with a spreadsheet. It, you're, you're making your life miserable for no reason. You don't have to. There's tools out there that make it so easy. The Best Coast Pairings app is the best one. They're using it at yeah. Warhammer Fest. Games Workshop is using yeah, Best yep. Coast Pairing for their, their, their event for their big so, Warhammer Fest. Yeah, if that's not an endorsement, I don't know what is. Yeah, and by, it sounded like principally they're using it to, uh, for speed and so the list can get out there so people can see what's going on at Warhammer Fest. It's a promotion of their hobby, so they really want the lists available because that's what they, they. I think they mentioned it twice in the bump. If you'll be able to see the list, we want you to put the list on. Go yep. check out the lists. And I mean, that's a great way to promote everything they're doing too. Yeah. So. If, you know, the biggest industry in the tabletop or the biggest company in the tabletop gaming industry has chosen to use this product because they think it's going to make their life easier and they like the data that it presents, gee, yeah. maybe well, maybe we should all be using it because that's, we, to me, that's a no-brainer. It always has been. It says but. points killed on the list, but like the last tournament, I put in the point scored permission because I had uh, delineated missions. If you want to see those, actually, if you just look up Broadside Bash, look up the pack, I actually have all six of them linked. And it's just kind of my first stab at it, stealing from a lot of people in 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 and around the hobby and the community who've thrown out all these ideas. I kind of stole everything I could think of that was going to work out and tossed it together. But he's got uh, his missions together, his stuff together, and Boss Haas runs this. Is going to be running this. I wish I could go out. I looked at the price for flights and the timings. I'm still teaching because I'm year-round school and I won't be done till like July. I just there's just no way to do it without spending like six hundred dollars to fly there and back on the right times. Yeah, because I can't just take the cheap the cheapest flight I can and come back to the cheapest because I'll end up missing three days of school to do that. But that almost cuts the price in half when you're willing to go ahead and just take whatever flight. But I can't do that and get to school and do all my work. So fair enough. <sighs> Maybe later in the another time. Yeah, we'll make sure to check out this event. And also, we have the Broadside Bash coming up this weekend. That's going to be a lot of fun. Ah. Scott's the head TO for the Age of Sigmar event. We will be playing. That's why I got 51 infantry painted in two days. Uh, it was just to get ready for the Broadside Bash. I know the whole gang is super excited. We're all going. Uh, the Raw Dogger is playing. I'm playing. Pablo's playing. Uh, Frankie's playing. We're all playing Age of Sigmar. So, and do you know what the final numbers are? I do not. 32. Perfect. 32 people. The GT last, status, baby. Yeah, the last two were added this week. Um, there was a snafu with one guy's payment, so we ended up having to add him to the 30, and somebody else was calling saying, can you add me? So we are able to match those two up. So with, hopefully with attrition, they all get in. With attrition, you'll have about, 30 to, you'll have about 28 to 29. I hope it's 30. Yeah. 32. Well, you only need 28 to be a GT. But I want 32. I, uh, I, actually, I want 40. I wanted to take over the whole hall and push everybody else out into the other room. <laughs> Well, I think maybe only because I really want the I really want this to be successful. I've I've enjoyed this game. I've loved playing it the last two years, and just 
the way things have built up, I mean, we're talking about three big GTs just in the confines of the county in this year. Um, LVO, we had a huge showing there. Adepticon, they, they had 200 registered. They ended a little under that. Yeah, well, how many people? No, were... they didn't have 200. They no, had it was... That was uh, that's uh, South Coast, I was thinking. They had 200. Yeah. They ended up a little under that. The 90, Adepticon was like 130 or something. It's still huge. No, it was. It was it's great. awesome. Not trying to, not trying to take no, it No, 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 no. Yeah, but... Everybody's... Yeah, they just event. keep getting bigger. And yep. this is kind of a local one, not a lot of advertisement. It's not established outside of the Southern California area per se. Some people do fly in for it, but it's not like Adepticon or LVO where you're just drawing from the whole country really. And we still got up to 32. I can only imagine it's going to get more and more and more as we go. Oh, I am sure it will. And yeah. the, the 40K event at Broadside Bash sold out a long time ago. Uh, it, it, actually, the, the numbers went back and forth. They're trying to fill in both spaces. Got it. And we okay. kind of met in the middle. Got it. And there's a 30K event being run as well. Got it. So a lot of people have uh, have a lot of longtime 40K players in the last like six months, especially. We've seen them going over to Age of Sigmar 30K because I think people have really fatigued with the um, with seventh edition. Some people absolutely love it, which is wonderful. But I think some people have been moving to the I would call say a little bit simpler games, yeah, uh, which are tremendously well, easier to pick up, funner to play. Like I said, subjectively. So well. Sub- I guess there are a lot of guys like me who just want to put stuff on the table and play, and we used to be able to do that in 40K, and now I, I do that at my peril because two or three games out of a five round, I'm just not going to enjoy myself. And that's not the other guy's fault. He's coming there to win. I don't blame him. It's just the way the rules are written. I can't just put anything out per se. I mean, when I say anything, I mean trying to write a list that actually works and and get blown off the table. It just It didn't used to happen. I would show up with my straight line list of filling up each thing in my CAD and I'd do okay. I'd be fighting the whole game and, and do all right. And more, more recently when I go, it just doesn't work out. I'm still going to the Bay Area open. Still, still have my ticket for that. Hoping the new rules drop before soon enough that they're going to use them because I, I, would, I would love to see that. I would anticipate that we would use New Hammer but uh, again, if it comes within that 30 day window. Yeah, no, you can't make people change their setups. But I, I would just kind of looking at what GW has been saying um, on their community page, I would be willing to, um, I would say, I would advise people to assume that it's going to be the new rules. I don't know. I'm no. just saying I would plan for that. Yeah, well, and it's all continuing on when they put it out. And that's another thing with the new 40K rules. I mean, look what it's done to fantasy. The problem with fantasy is there are no new players. I mean, I played in a league where we'd have one or two people in any given sweep of the league join but not large numbers. This is where like no, 40K night, you fantasy was three, dying. four, every six weeks, new guys would show up to play. Yep. And now we're getting that with Sigmar. So when the new rules drop for Warhammer, for uh, 40K, I, I can't even imagine if it had the same boom. I hope so. That'd be great. <laughs> I hope so. So what other events do we have coming up? That's, oh, well, we got this list of events and we got our champions list. Yeah, well, we'll uh, zip through the events and then we'll go over their current rankings, which I know everybody is excited to hear about. So we got the broadside, broadside bash. bash we just mentioned. That's yep. this weekend, uh, the 29th through 30th. Hope to see you guys there. Come say hi to me. Um, I may have to buy some more things to bring with me. I posted a picture of a picture of a bottle I bought, and it's a little expensive. And a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'd love to have some." I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to step down and buy 18 year old stuff. Yes, get some soda. So the, for the for the non adult gamers. No, I'm in 18 years old. as in whiskey that's oh, 18 years old. Well, now you my ears picked up. <laughs> Because the other one I have is much older and a little more pricey. But I'll have something. You can come find me. I'll have something. Anyway, uh, Age of Sigmar Tournament 2. In uh, Brooklyn, New York, we have GrotzCon 2017 in Alberta, Canada. Age of Sigmar Vanguard Tourney at Silver Dragon Tavern and Games in Miami, Florida. Dice Hammer May Sigmar Sick. ITC event in Lake Forest, California. Uh-huh. Age of Sigmar 2000 Point May Tournament in Spokane, Washington. And... Age of Sigmar ITC tournament in Montclair, California. Those are all coming up in the next two weeks. Next couple of weeks. Pretty good. And then to close out, we will go over the current rankings. And let's see if I have made my way to the top 10. I don't think I have. Damn it. Yeah, not me. Uh, Not yet. No. So top 10 current Age of Sigmar ITC rankings. Number one, Michael Birch. Number two, Matthew Pashby. Three is James Hill. Four, Jason Heide. He told me how to say his name via email. I'm pretty sure I said that. Five, uh, Sam Valdez has dropped down into fifth place. Six, Zach Lopez. Ryan Ariola in Ariola. seventh. Joshua Rowley in eighth. Ninth is Robert Woods. And ten, Alex Gonzalez. 
Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Ariola and um, Frank Deloche. I'm sorry, Frank. They both started uh, actually a podcast locally, and they're they're pushing another event too, and talked about, of course, our events coming up. Nice. So, you're looking for some local content? Listen to them, uh, and listen to us first, of course. But yeah, got to got to got to show the love. There's a lot of us out there, and we all have models to paint. It's amazing how much I enjoy every podcast about the game because I have models to paint. And I need some noise in the background when I'm doing it. Yes, I do listen to most of my podcasts when I'm painting as well. Um, also, when I go for a walk, I like to go listen to podcasts when I'm going for a walk. Uh, top clubs, we have Betty's Fighting Havanikins. Great name. <laughs> Love that name. They've jumped into first place. The Tryhards have jumped into Try second Hardy. place. And your mom's garage dropped into third, third place. place. Get out of your mom's garage, 10 guys. 10. Get out of your mom's garage and uh, get back out there and get some points. Uh, current top Beast Claw Raiders, we have Jonathan Camacho. Bone Splitters, we have Grant Patsube. Chaos, we have Matthew Pashby. Death, we have Alex Gonzalez, is currently leading the pack. Destruction, Jason Haide. Uh, Zinch, we have Michael Birch. That's going to be a hotly contested one, yeah. I think. Lance Shee is leading uh, the Flesh Gear Courts. Flyers, uh, Fire Flyers are still open. Still nobody low-hanging open. fruit. Once General's Handbook 2 comes out, I think that'll change. And I, I know. Who is this? Who is this guy? He's still me. in first place. That's me. First place, Iron, Iron Jaws. I have two events out of four. Well done. Well done. Corn Bloodbound, we have Frank Deloach. Order, we have James Hill. Seraphon, Jarrett Zazueta. Pestilence, we have John Fuhrhelm. Stormcast Eternals, we have Adam Mofrad. And Sylvaneth Vlad Nika, still the coolest name in the top rankings. Yeah, and Frank was in the list. Uh, I'm sorry, the podcast was We Slay Dragons. It's the same as his like, uh, Facebook page and everything else. Awesome. So if you know who he is. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode of The Ninth Throne. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope to see you at the Broadside Bash this weekend. Oh, yeah. It's at Kingdom Con. It's a very fun event. It's been going for quite some time. And also make sure to mark your calendars. May 1st, the registration for the SoCal Open opens up. And lastly, last plug, sorry, but there's a lot going on. Uh, we don't normally promote ourselves this much. But there's a lot going on. Why not? It's your show. Yeah, well, right. We, but there's just so much happening all at once. Oh. Uh, yeah. Make sure to take advantage of that liquidation sale. We do have a lot of old fantasy models, too, that are obviously still in use for Age of Sigmar. Very yeah. limited supply. It's 30% off. So you want to make sure to be uh, take advantage of that as soon as you can and grab some carriage and overlords while you're at it. Uh, last time that we will be doing a 25% off pre-order special. Get them while you can. And, yeah. and that'll still be like if you order them and the ones before it. So if you like, I want my Arconauts, I want my Frigate, and I want my gunboat. Yep. And some people say the gunboat's expensive, but you know when you look at the price of a cannon, it's 40 more points. This it, more, and it's got its maneuverability it's, a little more durability. But it's one shot, half the range. I don't know. I think the gunboat's overpriced. We'll see when it gets on the table what yeah. it does. That's, that's yeah. always the hard part of judging this beforehand because who'd have thought you know, some of the armies that have popped out there, Grotz running in front of giant wildebeests would, so be, speak, would be the list yeah. you know but it is or tree people with very few models but a lot of mobility are just really hard to beat because they can capture those objectives maneuver around the table so we're gonna have to wait till these dwarves hit there hit the table with their flying ships and their and their uh 20 shot thunderers 20 shot, mm. 20 shot thunderers <laughs> so anyway thank you so much for joining us we hope you enjoyed the show and we will talk to you next week see you everybody see you